0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 177 of the WW Bro Podcast with me, your host, Anthony Domenico, coming to you live every Monday night, 8 p.m., Facebook Live, as well as on Instagram over at Comic Anthony D. But as always, the podcast is available at wwbropodcast.podbean.com and on iTunes as well. And while you're over on iTunes, please do not forget to five star rate and review. As I say every week, I love reading the reviews. I love sharing them on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there, and that's you guys. So please, five-star rate and review. Built Bar is having a deal now where you buy a box of Built Bars. You'll get a free freezer bag. Now, what a freezer bag is, just a little bag with the ice pack in it. Keeps your Built Bars nice and cold in the heat. Definitely go to BiltBar.com, use code WWBROPODCAST, and save yourself at least 10% off your order. Or you can do what I did. I just use it as my uh, cigar lighter and cutter carrying case. It works just as well for that. as uh, So anything you want to use it for, you'll have a free case to use. Bro Podcast is the code to use. Sail Away Coffee is running a deal for Father's Day. If you're Long Island, you can get a box of donuts with... Uh, Sail away purchase, or and they ship all over not the donuts, but the coffee ships all over the United States. You can go to sailawaycoffee.com, use code WWBro10 and save yourself 10% off your order. There will be a bonus episode this week, Wednesday night. We'll do a bonus episode to get the bonus episode. You have to be a Patreon member, go to patreon.com/slash WWBro podcast, become a member, get the bonus episode. You'll also have access to all the other bonus episodes there definitely go and check that out. I am very excited about uh, this episode today because it's a little something different. Um, I just want to get right into it. I'm going to bring on my guest today. Uh, Stephanie, how are you doing today, Stephanie?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Anthony.
0: Thanks thanks for being on the podcast. And everybody can find Stephanie on Instagram at S.RomanCoaching. Uh, so you are a certified health uh, coach who offers clients a weight loss neutral approach to health and wellness. Uh, can you explain to everybody what, what that, means like especially to me who's not that smart (laughs) (laughs)
1: um yeah so i am a certified health coach but i do it in a i'm a weight neutral coach meaning that none of my uh programs or things that i work on with clients are weight focused so the way i describe it is any sort of um weight concerns or weight loss uh, concerns that our my clients have I we we talk about putting that on the shelf. Okay. And and not letting that be the primary focus of our work together.
0: So that's like the opposite of what, like I am on WW. So um, right. they're actually going away from that a little bit. Not saying they don't they don't focus as much on weight loss, but they're actually bringing in more wellness and, you know, getting your mind right, maybe focusing on some activity and meditation and things like that. So I feel like they're going a little more in that direction too, where it's not just a weight loss company.
1: Yeah. I don't know as much about them as as I used to. I was a big weight watcher back when they were (laughs) called weight watchers. (laughs) Um, I did it for years. So, but I can't speak to, I mean, you would know so much more about that now than I would, but I have heard that they are trying to, you know, expand the offering as it were and and make it more well-rounded.
0: Yeah, it was. um, So it was WW. Now it's WW and of course it was Weight Watchers forever. That was the, you know, and then a couple of years ago, they decided to kind of change their image a little bit and they call it just WW and their hashtag wellness that works. And it's, it's a well overall wellness company. And um, it was, you know, to some people, you know, anything new is like, forget about it. They, you know, whenever they, I know back when you were on uh, Weight Watchers, then they, Mm they would change the plan every two years or so. Yeah. And people would just lose their minds <laughs> and, and they do it now. Like, it's like, Oh my God, I, I just got used to this. Like, you yeah. know, but the whole, I think the whole point is to th- maybe, you know, throw things off a little bit, bring in something new Change is Good. Um, that's also one of the reasons why I want to have you on my, my good friend, Tracy Carnazzo uh, brags about you all the time.
1: Oh, she's so lovely.
0: Non-stop. <laughs> and that's, that's what she's I want to have funny. you on. Yeah. And like, I've noticed in her since she's been talking to you, um, and, You've been coaching her a a crazy difference. Like it's she's a whole oh, new wow. person. Like it's Great. it's a whole different thing. And I'm seeing in her personal life actually how she's going about things and stuff like that. So it's kind of like what I love it. So is it more? I'm not gonna say life coach, but like you kind of attack. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's going on in your life and and I would say body positivity as well. Like how does that play into some something with, yeah. uh, with that?
1: Absolutely. Um, so, you know, every client is different, of course, on what their needs are. Some mm-hmm. are coming to me and wanting help with food and making peace with food and with body image. Some are like, don't want to touch the food piece. They just <laughs> want to deal with body image stuff. That's fine, too. Others have genuine health concerns. They're like, look, I want to improve X, Y and Z. But I want to be able to do it in a weight neutral way. How can I how can I do that? And others don't want to touch health at all. That's not a word they even want to hear. I mean, you know, for anyone that's been dieting or has, you know, had an interesting I'll say interesting is a nice word to say (laughs) interesting relationship with their bodies and weight for many years even just the word health can be super triggering. And um, so some people are like, No, I don't want to talk about health. Okay, (laughs) Okay, that's, that's fine, too. So it's really kind of starting where they're at and where they're feeling the most need for help. And, you know, I think the majority of people that have that do come to me have dieted for many, many years have been on a, you know, number of plans have Um, you know, quote unquote, struggled with their weight is usually how they would describe it for many years and are just looking to try something new. Is there a better, different way for them personally that they haven't tried yet Um, when it comes to making peace with food? So again, I'm not a weight loss coach. I'm not a purposeful, I should say I'm not a purposeful weight loss coach. Weight loss may or may not happen depending on, you know, an individual's body and biological makeup, right? But that's not our goal together our goal is more of the making peace with food, the relationship that we have with food and eating the relationship we have with how our body looks and operates and how we feel in it um, versus the number on the scale.
0: Yeah. I think that's a big thing um, because for me, I know food that my relationship is very unhealthy and some people just, have want to lose ten pounds, or twenty pounds, mm-hmm. or something like that, and that's their yeah. goal. They were like, "Okay, this is what I'm aiming for."
1: Yeah. For me,
0: it's different. I, I have to lose. You know, I'm about halfway to where I want to be. I still have to lose at least like probably two hundred pounds. Um, I've lost about two hundred pounds already, so it's 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 cr- it's like you know, I'm I'm in a battle. Is, is you know what's going mm. on? So like, my it's not just I have, want to lose weight because I want to get into like a swimsuit or like I got to fit mm-hmm. into a suit, a tuxedo for a wedding. Yeah, and I'm not trivializing that either because that's everybody's different. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. for where I'm coming from, like that whole, like what you're speaking of, is absolutely things that I, I work on. My relationship with food because it's a very unhealthy one. I'm an emotional mm. eater. Um, food is more than just you know how I feel my body. It's it's a mm-hmm. band aid. It's you know celebration. It's, it's everything. And when you t- we talk about body image, like you know, I know a lot of people struggle with that, and I, I'm loving seeing in that more this year, and I think. I think coming out of the pandemic or even during the pandemic, people started to appreciate themselves a little more because you have spent more time with yourself. And I don't like me. I could look in a mirror and I do it every day. I pick apart like 75 things. I I absolutely hate about myself. Mm. So is that what you work on people kind of like embracing who they are and what they're about?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, You know, I think there's a, you know, there's a lot of talk, especially on social media about body love, Mm -hmm. right. And loving your body. And there's, I mean, I'm never going to speak negatively of body love. I think for people that are able to achieve that, that's fantastic. And, you know, keep on keeping on, Um, you know, with my clients, they're usually coming from such a place of body negativity that body love seems so far reaching and so out there and like how could they ever right and it's vague it can be vague too like what does that even mean on a day-to-day basis and so I usually use the words body acceptance and body neutrality okay I'm just trying to get people to a baseline of you know you don't have to be in the mirror being like Oh, I love this, love that, love that. But if we can just get to a place where we don't speak so negatively, right? Absolutely. Or we can just yeah. Or if we can just be matter of fact, almost like scientific observers, right? It's like I, you know, I I'll use the example like oh, I have cellulite, and how being able to say that and recognize that oh, I have cellulite. Is different than oh my god I have cellulite and it's gross and it's disgusting and no one's gonna love me or want to wa- look at me because of it. You know what I mean? Like completely different thought process, yeah. Than just saying this is what I have and this is who I am right now and and going from there.
0: Yes, yeah, like coming to terms with who you are in a sense, like you know.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I don't, like you know people. I always say like you know no one's not gonna like you because like you have cellulite. It's not really the reason you know. And because I actually mm-hmm. I find that I was. I was in relationships more when I was heavier. I mean, cause you know, mm, interesting. Well, I think it's, we're just, I, you know, I almost like just came to terms with it and you know, I started yeah. a weight loss journey uh, because I had to lose weight. I, I, I couldn't move. I, I was mobility was just almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling good. I wasn't able to do things. So it became like a thing, like I have to get moving with this and, and like, you know, but I was content if I never, if I, if my health wasn't a thing, if I could move around, like right. if I do, could do everything I did now, but still two hundred pounds heavier, I don't know if I would have actually tried because I, yeah, you know, you get content with yourself, and I think that confidence is a little more like you know there when when you you feel that way, and for me it was like almost like a character. I was a comedian and mm-hmm. I was the big guy, and it all fit into this package, and like that's what it was, and yeah. You know, when I started losing weight, I don't know if your clients have this, or how you would treat this. Like when I started losing weight, I didn't see myself as the person who was losing weight. I saw myself sold that, that, that weight and a message. Did you ever come across? And how would you help somebody with that?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like a reverse body dysmorphia. Right? Yeah. Like we think about body dysmorphia being like where we see ourselves bigger than what we really are, but mm-hmm. it can actually happen in the, the other way too. But yeah, it's, and I think it still happens a lot, even um, I'll, my clients very consistently. Let's say they haven't, maybe their body hasn't changed at all. Okay. Because that's not what we're working on, right? But their mindset has changed and they're feeling more comfortable with themselves. And then they'll see a photograph, and there's something about a photograph that they'll be like, Oh my God! Is that how I look? Like because it's like their their mindset has improved and how they feel about themselves and how they're you know going through the world every day has changed, and then the photograph they're like oh but my body looks like that so sometimes it's a there's a little bit of a disconnect and it's, it's so it's not just about changing our own personal mindset it's about changing how we feel about larger bodies right yeah. when we see larger bodies whether they're our own or somebody else's or whatever what's that what's that visceral gut reaction that we get, you oh, know? Oh, absolutely. Something I, know, negative, I know for myself, you
0: know? like, you know, as a, as a comic, I get pictures taken me on stage and posting people tag. Mm-hmm. And and for some reason, people, and this is one guy who comes to take pictures at the shows. And for some reason they get me at my worst possible moment. where like I'm in the middle of a word and like, I have like 20 chins and I'm like, you know, and that's what they post. And actually, like you said, that was the first time. It was like when I saw myself in like a picture on stage, and I didn't hate it. Like it was not a flattering angle, and it was like mm-hmm. again my worst moment. But I'm like, wait, that's how I look at my. That's pretty good. Like I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, and yeah. I yes, yeah, so like the whole the picture thing, or like sitting down. Like I never wanted people to take a picture of me sitting down because you know my belly's there, and I want to stand mm-hmm. up and try to like you know suck it in and make myself look as I guess as right. thin as possible. And then the first time like. A friend of mine took a video. We were, at it, we were doing the show somewhere, and he was doing a video. And I was like, oh, you had to do that? Like You had to post it? And I looked at it, and I'm like, well, I'm not angry with that. Like, that's okay. <laughs> but we have in our heads that, that worst yeah. that, that worst possible um, version of ourselves, And I don't think that ever yeah. really goes away at some point. And I think it causes a lot of people to slide back into old bad habits. So I think it's, yeah, you're working with people to, to get out of that, that mindset. So what is like the first step when somebody comes to you? um, Like what's the kind of the path you bring them down?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, the, the very, very first, first step is kind of what I mentioned earlier is kind of figuring out what's their intention of coming to me. Like, what do they really want to accomplish and then taking that and really drilling it down even further. And so it could be something very specific, like, I want to go, I want to take my kids to the beach this summer and not feel embarrassed. It could be something very specific like that, or it could be something in general, like I really want to go for that promotion at work, but I feel like my boss judges me because of my size. How can I overcome that feeling? You know, it could be something more broad. So it really depends. And we spend a lot of time on that, on figuring out, okay, like what are the handful of things that feel really urgent and necessary right now to work on? And one of the first things I ask of them is like what's your social media feed like? What are you what, what are you looking oh, wow. at? What do you what okay. are you what are you absorbing every day? And do you have people do you follow people that look like you? Do you follow people that are in bodies as, as big as yours? Do you have follow people that are in bigger bodies? Do you follow people that are in bigger bodies who are doing things you want to be doing, right? That you feel like you can't because of your body, right? So just really wanting to up their exposure and the representation that they're seeing, because those accounts are out there, whether they're on Instagram or TikTok or yeah. wherever. Um, and sometimes we don't know they're there or sometimes we're just not seeing enough of them. And I, it, it's, it's amazing how that little flip, that little change of what's in your feed can really make a big difference starting out.
0: That's I find that so interesting and fascinating that, you know, especially the, t- the age we live in, it's, it's, you know, mm-hmm. where a lot of people like get off social media, like, you know, yeah. you're like, no, what, is, you know, this is happening anyway. So let's, <laughs> let's, you know, let's get with the times and be like, no, we're yeah. going to be on our phones. We're, we're on, we're on Instagram. We're on TikTok, We're on, we're on these things and p- things are being pushed at us. I know for me, like one of the best things and uh, as being a WW member is the mm-hmm. Instagram community. Like mm-hmm. this community is so strong and so supportive because it That's is people great. that are like, you know, and there's not, well, I'm a guy who's a bigger guy. So there's not like tons of people like me, but like there's people going through the same struggles as me, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even if it's a woman um, with different goals, it's very relatable. And yeah, that I kind of gravitated sure. towards right away. And you know, my feed changed. Like at first it was comedy and, you know, um, wrestling and and baseball and hockey and it's still there but yeah. it changed over the years as the things that m- make me feel better and more supportive about mm-hmm. myself you know I don't follow people right. that are just like no weight loss and nothing else like it's this this is what we're doing mm-hmm. I, I need like
1: mm-hmm.
0: how to survive in the real world with this
1: yeah yeah, yeah
0: because you know you can If you, you could lose weight. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody can do that, but you have to deal with the the real world and and how it affects you. So I think that's great that you, you're kind of cleansing the social media and and making your everyday world, you know, what, what, what you, you know, what you want it to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it, it's, it's essential for normalizing, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like you said, having people that you can feel like, Oh yeah, I understand that experience, you know? And so And, you know, especially I, you know, I work with, uh, three very dear friends of mine. We also have a group called plus amplified, which is specifically geared to, and I, I'm going to use the word fat because we use the word fat in a, in a neutral way. We don't use it as a negative, in a negative way. Um, I call myself a fat guy all
0: the time. I mean, I I am. I I don't know.
1: Some some in the audience might, I I know. I used used to, I used to not like
0: it. I used to be very offended by it, but you know what? Like. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I'm it's not a descriptor. I'm not thin. Yeah. I, like I'm not. Like I'm. Am kidding? Like you know? Um, yeah.
1: No, I, I hear you. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's really amazing. I think in the. You know, just the last couple of years, really, that that word has kind of been reclaimed by those who who are fat yeah. and say, hey, you know what? This is just a descriptor. It's not a negative word uh, that you can throw at me anymore. Um, so yeah, with Plus Amplified, you know, we're working with where, you know, our community is for improving the lives of fat people. And part of that is that normalization and that representation, you know, I, you know, there are literal limitations that our bodies might give us, right? Depending on any number of factors, it could be weight, could be ability, could be anything, right? Health. And then there are the perceived limitations that we put on ourselves because of how we feel in our bodies. And that's more of the side that we're trying to um, effect, whether it be with my own personal one-on-one clients or with our plus amplified events is, you know, how can we show and be, and provide that normalization, that representation to those living in larger bodies that yes, you can wear a bathing suit, have a great relationship, have a great career, Mm -hmm. travel, whatever the things are that, you know, sometimes because of conditioning and social norms and all that nonsense, bullying, et cetera people in larger bodies might feel like they can't do or yeah. they shouldn't be participating in,
0: you know? I, I think, you know, no one starts any kind of journey um, day one and day two is where they want to be. So yeah. even if your goal is to lose weight and to mm-hmm. maybe get in a smaller body, you're going to be in your body for a while. You know, right. it doesn't come, it's it's not, it's not, and weight loss itself, if that's what you're into, it's not like it's a straight line down. It's a lot of ups and no. downs and, and, all the squigglies and everything else in between that. If you're not comfortable with who you are at that point, you know, I feel like, you know, that's another thing that's going to make you slide back. And I've been there and, you know, I've Mm -hmm. had my struggles this year. This has been a very tough year for me. Um, and I feel the negativity coming on. Like, I feel like that. Mm -hmm. I see pictures of myself from last year and I'm like, well, I was, you know, that's, you know, I, I think myself, Mm -hmm. I was so, you know, so obsessed, obsessed at that point about getting small. I didn't appreciate where I was at that point. Um,
1: yeah.
0: So, yeah. And I, I think it's great that people are comfortable because, you know, and I, for, you know, for years, America got bigger and bigger. Um, mm-hmm. It was, you know, and people can, you know, we, of course you have self accountability, but fast food chains pump the food out, you know, com- and it was, you know, especially with the sugar companies and all this. So all these years of like, you know, us consuming these products, um, I think globally people got got heavier and heavier. So, you know to not accept yourself at a certain point, I think is very damaging as as well. I think it's great you have that group so now, with that whole thing is you saying reclaiming um, mm-hmm. now, do you guys get a lot of negative feedback with that, or is it pretty positive
1: um in terms of the word fat we just general, backlash or- on social media
0: well, or anything just- like people like you know like what's the
1: We haven't, I will say, because our audience is very small still, um, individuals that are doing similar work, you know, those that are in part of the, you know, fat positivity or fat liberation, um, community and that are really have large audiences. Absolutely. They do. They receive a lot of backlash and a lot of, you know, hateful comments and, um, I don't know how they do it quite honestly, you know, <laughs> like it's, you know, some of the things I've seen, you know, just from dear friends of mine that have really large audiences and, and deal with that. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how they do it and keep going. Um, but you know, I have not experience that, you know, I've had a couple comments here yeah. and there, but nothing, nothing like people that are really influencers and out there in the world that are, well, you, you, are, you are said it when yeah. you first
0: said like fat positive, you're like, I don't want to trigger anybody. Like, so yeah, you- so you, you've had backlash as far as saying that, like from the weight loss community?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, fat is such a it's such a loaded word. Mm-hmm. You know, often people were called that as children or in school. It was a word that was used to bully and it was always seen as something negative. It okay. was never like, oh, you're so cute because you're fat. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it's always almost always I should say been used as a negative word towards people so sometimes when people are just familiarizing themselves with my work um, or with the work of Plus Amplified they're like whoa 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 <laughs> what is this you know like I don't like that word it doesn't feel good to me and if I have a client who's like I really don't want to use that word then we don't okay. like I'm not okay. going to force anyone to use it um, it's kind of like you have to kind of get to your own you have to form your own relationship with that yeah. word and, and hopefully at some point it can be have more of a neutral connotation and not be so negative, but not everybody's there yet, you know, and everybody has different experiences. They go, so.
0: got to go at their own pace and you know, it, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's with anything. I mean, that's, uh, that's why like, you know, when, when I, uh, actually on the podcast, I can tell you a little nervous as far as like, you know, I'm not trying to like attack it, you know, what you're doing or anything. I, I, I think there's a big lesson in what you're doing that could be even applied to people who want to lose weight. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of positivity. It's a lot of self love. And I, I think we, we don't do that. And so how did you get into as far as coaching? Was it because of the things you went through like back in the on, like say your weight watchers or any other things you tried did that kind of bring it forward? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, long story short, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'm pretty open and honest about this. I did not grow up as a fat child. Um, but by the time I was 11 or 12, I decided that I was fat. Okay. <laughs> and I can say that now looking back, you know, at the time it felt real. And now I can look back and say that wasn't really evidentiary like what was happening it was more of a mental state Mm -hmm. but it was this very it was this need to to be smaller to be smaller to just keep to to diet to change my body my body was always wrong my body was always bad um and I did that for many years until I was in my mid-30s and you know it was it was a roller coaster of sometimes it didn't bother me as much and sometimes it was super debilitating you know and In the what what I would choose to wear, where I would what I would choose to participate in socially, like how I the negativity that I felt in my body. I mean, you know, I'm sure many people can identify like sitting on my sofa and just crying about how I felt in my body. Nothing had happened, it was just my own internal struggle. Um, And in my mid 30s, you know, I went through a really abusive, horrible relationship. And it was at the end of that that I said, you know what, like, I'm done with this. I'm done with feeling so negative about myself because I realized the link between that and being in that relationship Okay, and, and really just decided to, you know, like start over with my body image. And that's when I became in contact with a coach who was weight neutral, which I had never heard of before. And she was just like, we're not going to talk about your weight. Like, we're not going to do your, we're not doing, we're not doing weight loss. We're just going to talk about body image and how to make peace with food. And You know, interestingly enough, and not coincidentally, I gained a lot of weight. (laughs) Um, I did because I had been restricting for so many years, right? And that you know, it just it's biologically just makes sense that when your body's like, okay, you're not starving me anymore, awesome. (laughs) Let's let's pack on some pounds, right? Opening up the (laughs)
0: valves.
1: Yeah. So then I went from being this person who felt fat. Which is not a thing, right? Like I mean, yeah. I, I I thought that it was. I felt fat to actually being a person who was fat. Like, okay, now I am fat. I am wearing plus size clothes. I can't go to straight size stores anymore. I am fitting not so great in some chairs. Like I'm, you know, I'm having a different experience and yeah. working through that. And it was interesting though to see like, wow, I'm going through all of that, and I'm still happier and more content than I was when I was smaller. <laughs> and punishing myself, well, you know? Uh, you're, yeah, out of that sorry, re-
0: you're out of that relationship too. Like you said, that was a, a thing like you were, so for years you probably that, co- you know, compounded and, and, you know, uh, made you miserable. So here you are, you're, you're happy you're going yeah. on. And I mean, that, and was that like the time you wanted to share it with people? Uh, or like, you know, you, you were, yeah. you said you were getting coaching yourself. Um, that kind of made a click for you just to continue on with your own thing.
1: Yeah, it did. I, you know, I, I went to my coach and I was like, I really want to do what you do. Like, I had been with her for a while, and I just was, I, you know, I was like, where can I get training? Like, where? How do I learn? What do I do? What do I do? Um, I was like, because I really want to spread this message, and I really, it's changed. It was, it changed my life, mm-hmm. um, and it's grown from there. You know, I think even in, in the initial stages of it, I I wouldn't consider myself fat positive. You know, I wasn't there yet. It was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's make peace with food and let's see where our bodies end up. Great. But the, the concept of being in a large body was still really difficult for me. And I was still like dealing with my own internal, you know, fat phobia and fat bias, you know? So that took time to kind of move along and has changed how I've worked with clients since then. And, um, Yeah, it was just – like I said, it was just a really – it changed my life. And to speak to your point earlier, there are people – like I've had clients who, for example, went through weight loss surgery and other things have lost a lot of weight and still feel the same that they did in terms of how they feel about their body, right? So there's that whole mental aspect that whether we're losing weight or gaining weight or whatever (laughs) might be happening – you know, if that doesn't get addressed, and again, not for everyone, but for a lot of us, if that doesn't get addressed, regardless of the shape of our body, we're still going to have those negative feelings,
0: okay. you know? I'm going to play devil's advocate for a little bit. Um, please. Just because, please. you know, I'm not saying this is how I feel, but just put, you know, I'm getting maybe in the minds of people, I've, cause I've seen comments about things, I've heard things, yeah. so how do you yeah, how do, do you deal do. with this? So people would say maybe what you're, you know, the whole fat positive thing, you mm-hmm. um, it's not so much reclaiming yourself, being comfortable with yourself. It's more of an excuse to kind of let yourself go. How do you deal with that mm-hmm. aspect of it or people that think that way?
1: Yeah, um, I well, it's interesting. That phrase let yourself go. I actually use that a lot. And I'll yeah. say, Yeah, let's let your let's let yourself go. Okay. Let's let your let's let yourself go from restriction. Let's let yourself go from the punishing thoughts about your body. Let's let yourself go from, you know uh the restrictive food and and counting and, and tracking and all, let's do that Let, let's do that and let's do it slowly and let's do it in a way that feels comfortable right because i'm sure just saying that out loud to your audience and people are like recoiling like, in no fear, like,
0: I, me i'm, you I'm like it. i'm getting a little like you know i, I track everything i have to track everything <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> yeah and it is it's like yeah. people hear that for the first time and they're like oh shit no way i'm not doing that right <laughs> Um, so we do it slowly and we do it, you know, we do it purposefully. Um, but and I, you know, this is something that Tracy has talked about in one of her podcasts before, about how I would rather you have a decent relationship with all foods that are open to us than be on a restrictive, have a restrictive mentality as far as from a health aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Physically and mentally, I would feel you are so much healthier having that healthy relationship with food. And I, I know it's it's a counterculture, <laughs> I guess is the best way to say counterculture way of thinking. Yeah. But and I'll just use myself as example. Like I used to obsess over cereal. Because I loved cereal, but it was a high carb thing. It was a high point thing. I couldn't have, I'm measuring it. I'm counting it. And sometimes I would just go eight on cereal because it's I wanted it so <laughs> badly. Right? Yeah.
0: I love cereal. It's It's, right? it's amazing. I mean, it's, but, but they, and, they call it know. candy in a box at, in the meeting. So yeah. So it's like,
1: <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, I have gotten to a place out of, you know, a lot of work. It's not an overnight (laughs) thing. It's a lot of work to say, you know what? I can have cereal whenever I want. Yeah, And I can have as much of it whenever I want. And that's in my head, right? My brain now believes that. And because of that, I don't feel the need to have eight bowls of cereal because – or to even have it every day. I have cereal sitting in my my cabinet for weeks and I don't touch it. (laughs) That's crazy. Because I know that I can (laughs) have it whenever – I want. Yeah, And so it's like it really changes your mindset on it. Because you know? you're
0: talking to a guy who used to get in trouble from his ex from eating cereal out of a salad bowl. Like not like, like the bowl you would make your salad and like you had people over for dinner. I would empty like the cereal into there with the milk and I'd sit there and watch wrestling and I was the happiest probably I've ever been. I mean just eating my Reese's Puffs and you know with this thing and it was like she's like I just bought this. She's like it's not cheap. Like I'm like well and But part of me would do it, like, especially when she wasn't home, because, like, it was like, you know, this is like, and then, like, where'd the cereal go? I'm like, I don't know. We like cereal. I mean, it's gone. So I I understand that, like, you know, if you make it available to yourself and it's there all the time. And that's one one of the positives I'll say about WW as far as that aspect. Um, Mm -hmm. The thing is, like, just have the cookie, have the donut, you know, have it, get it out of the way, and move on. Instead of, I think, a lot of... uh, I do it to myself too. I'm guilty of it. Like I'll build it up in my head. Like I'm going to have this on yeah. Monday at, after I weigh in yeah. and here it is. And this is my treat for the oh, week. Yeah. And, and it could turn into a couple of but days like last,
1: last supper mentality. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I, I
0: weighed in today. So today doesn't count. And let's, you know, <laughs> let's pack <laughs> yeah. it on. And for sure. And then that sometimes sure. you can't turn that off. And then it turns into a couple of days. And like when, when I talk about, you know, me and Tracy talk about this all the time, you know, um, weight loss and this and that. And she always says to me, just have it. Like, you know, I'm like, well, if I, what I'm thinking in my mind is I want a dozen donuts. Like, that's what I want to eat. I mm-hmm. want to Because mm-hmm. it wasn't far fetched. Like, I used to eat, and I was reminded of this the other night. I did a show in Smithtown, and it's near where my ex, where one of my exes used to live. And driving okay. home from her house, I would always stop at this Dunkin' Donuts and get a half dozen donuts. And I would eat it on the car on the way home. And, I had like such a, a sense memory of like when mm-hmm. I went past this place, I can almost taste the jelly donuts that I would get in my okay. mouth. And yeah, it, it brought me sure. back to 2014. Like here it is. Like, and
1: yeah.
0: And I, I think to myself, like as things I haven't had um, since I joined WW um, mm. because I feel like I, you know, that they say you can have it and we got a message, you know, no, uh, you know, don't deprive yourself. It never works. Mm hmm but we do it to ourselves. So how, when somebody mm-hmm. comes to you and they tell you they can't have something that you like totally pushed it out of the way.
1: I like, yeah. I mean, again, not right away.
0: <laughs> baby <laughs> steps. Yeah, of course. Baby yeah. steps
1: to so tell them that right away might be really fear inducing. I like to plant the seed, you know, okay. it's like, let's plant the seed That our goal together is to make all foods available to you, you know, and that's, and that's not going to happen tomorrow, but that's, let's plant the seed that that's one of of our intentions together is to make all foods available to you, you know? And, and when they're ready, I will say, what is that thing? You know, I had a client with her thing was ice cream. I'm like, all right, so you're going to go and you're going to buy like six tubs of ice cream. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you're going to put them in your freezer, you know? And I guarantee you the first few days, you're probably gonna eat a lot of ice cream.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, if I know something's there, it's, yeah.
1: (laughs) And then you're not. Because that's that's just what's gonna happen, right? Like our fear as dieters is always, at least my fear, I can't speak for everyone, but my fear was always like, I will never stop eating that thing, right? Whatever it was, the cereal, whatever it was. And the reality is if you ate that 24 hours a day, you would be really sick. And eventually, yes, you would stop eating it. Yeah, you can't eat you the same will. thing
0: forever. It's You just
1: will, right? And so that's kind of what we're trying to do is just let it be super available and see how it feels, see what happens, experiment, um, get curious, how you know, you know, it's in the freezer, the ice cream's in the freezer. How are you feeling about that? Right. Do you feel anxious about it? Do you feel excited about it after you eat the ice cream? How do you feel? Do you feel happy? Do you feel disappointed? Do you feel guilty? You know, like really drawing attention to all the emotions um, that are involved with eating and, and figuring it out, you know, what's, what's working and what isn't.
0: So we're going to play devil's advocate again. Um, Cause I was reading, Please. I was reading up on, um, you know, preparing for the podcast and your stuff. And I saw something that um, is very controversial in the weight loss community. Okay. This is, yeah. you know, this, and I've heard both sides of it. And uh, people like, you know, it's intuitive eating. It's um, yeah. again, people. And this is an argument that we make on our side here. I'm not trying to draw lines in the sand, but let's just say no, the weight loss fine. community. And yeah. I've been intuitive eating, let's say my whole life. And that's what got me to where I am is because mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. if I want if, Nothing stopped me from eating. I feel like if, you know, there was no, I was, I've been intuitive eating forever. So how do you, um, what's the, how do you feel about that uh, word intuitive eating? And what does it mean? What does it mean to you? And how do you kind of bring it to your clients?
1: Yeah. Intuitive eating is definitely multifaceted. Mm. Um, So it could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. What I would say is it's, it's very much what I just described. So it's almost this extra level of mindfulness, right? It's this. It's not just eating, it's, it's bringing attention to the eating and bringing attention to the sensations of eating, to the pleasure of eating, um, allowing food to fill different boxes, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, yes, it's, you know, we're hungry, we eat. That's great. Okay. That's one reason we might also eat because we're at a celebration and they're serving cake and that's part of the celebration, right? Even if we're not hungry, quote unquote, right? Um, we might go visit our mom and we haven't seen her in a year and she makes our favorite dish and maybe we're not starving, but we just love that dish and it feels great when we eat it It reminds us of home. So we eat, right? Yep. So intuitive eating is about opening up the, you know, opening up the, 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 the mind to all the different reasons why we eat <laughs> and letting it fulfill and check those boxes for us and listening to our bodies. So again, it's like, you know, maybe Maybe the heart is saying, I want to have 10 donuts today. And then after you eat the 10 donuts, you're going, I feel kind of sick. Oh, okay, I, feel,
0: I <laughs> had those days and I've had you know? the 10 donuts and I've, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I feel sick. Absolutely. And it's like, and, why would I do that?
1: And it's not looking at it with judgment. I think that's a big part of it too, is being able to say, well, okay, I ate the 10 donuts and now I feel sick and I'm not going to hate myself because of it. And I'm not going to feel guilty. I did that. I'm getting curious with my relationship with food. Yeah. This makes me feel sick. Note to self, right? Move on and see what what you do the next day. Um, and I would say that a lot of, you know, for those of us, let's say, okay, like using the example that you gave, right? Like, well, I've been intuitive eating my whole life and this is what we did. I would argue you probably haven't. I okay. would argue that there was probably a lot of other things that were contributing to your eating habits that weren't necessarily mindful. Oh, yeah. We got a big bag it of tricks the-
0: over here. There's a, there's a big mess yeah. over here going on. Yeah. There's a... <laughs>
1: It's not necessarily conscious, right? No. You know, and the
0: part, it's just, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I've talked about not conscious. Yeah, I've attributed and I've wrote about it that it's almost like a drug addict in a a way. Like, Mm
1: -hmm. I
0: get that when I'm eating that euphoric feeling. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. and I, Mm -hmm. after I'm done with whatever I eat and I stuff myself, I kind of glaze over, you know, pardon Mm -hmm. the pun, you know, even if maybe eating something that was glazed. But I, you know, kind of (laughs) like, You know, it's like that if you ever, you know, I'm rewatching the Sopranos again for the 800th time and they're up to like when Christopher was going through his, you know, before we went to rehab and it's yeah. those, and I identify with that so much as like, you know, especially him having to go do something afterwards. Cause like I would eat and then like, Oh, come out and do this. And like, you're out with your friends and it's like, Oh my God, I, Mm -hmm. I I feel horrible. Mm -hmm. So I guess, yeah, I haven't been, you know, in, intuitive eating. And I guess when we say that we're kind of being smart asses, like, you know, I've been doing it my whole (laughs) life, but like what I'm, what I'm getting out of all this and tell me if Mm -hmm. I'm wrong, no matter what you do, as far as if you're doing a weight loss journey with like with a WW or more traditional plan or something like this, which is kind of more getting in touch with your yourself and being okay Mm -hmm. with yourself, the work has to be done. No matter. Yeah. yeah,
1: It's work. Yeah it's work. It's not, it's, you know, it's not like you just all of a sudden, you know, go to the grocery store and you buy all the things and you're like, okay, cool. I'm an yeah. intuitive eater now. Because even, um, it, it is work because even, again, I, I'll use myself as an example. There was, I also had the thing with candy. Okay. when I was, um, when I was young, my mom never let us have, no, I shouldn't say never, but hardly ever let us have sweets. And so here I was in my thirties and I still was like, ah, candy, right? <laughs> like this thing I could never have. And I was like, okay, I'm intuitively eating. I'm intuitively eating. Okay, it's been like two years now and I still find myself going to the store and buying like eight bags of candy. Like what's going on? And I realized, you know, again, through help of – through some mentors that I worked with that I wasn't. There was still a part of my brain that was going, oh, but this will be the last time you eat the candy. Okay. It's going to click soon. And you're not going to want the candy anymore I had those
0: conversations, yep.
1: because my brain was still thinking that I wasn't I really hadn't convinced myself that all foods were available to me. There was still a part of my brain that was going, you're eating this candy, but you shouldn't be. And it's wrong and you're bad and you got to stop at some point. And just that little tiny voice in my head. Was preventing me from really intuitively thinking about do I want candy or do I not, and I, and I would say that that's you know very very common, especially with people that might identify as binge eaters, mm-hmm. um or um and again I'm talking in a non eating disordered way like like not a medically diagnosed eating disorder. Okay. I'm talking about just like disordered eating, but not a medically diagnosed eating disorder because that's a different thing. Yeah. Okay. But. Those that might find themselves overeating, let's say, or they feel, oh, wow, I ate past the point of fullness and I do that a lot. I would ask them to say, hey, you know, what are your thoughts about that food? Did you feel like that was the last time you were going to have it? You know, were you like, oh, I'm going to eat this all because tomorrow I got to start over? You know, what are your thought processes there? And you'd be surprised how much that contributes to the choices we're making about how quantity, you know.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, you know, again, like I said, the work you put into it and I've had those conversations with myself, like it's going to click eventually. And, you know, but again, it doesn't click unless you want it to click and you're, you're putting that work in for it. Um, You know, and with, with, you know, a lot of this and that's what WW is kind of going towards. Um, What I, what I see, like when we're talking about all this, it's bringing me back to when I was in my early twenties and I lost a Mm -hmm. lot. I lost 150 pounds between 23 and 25 and I've told this story yeah. on the podcast before, but if anybody knew is listening, I didn't have like that, that healthy relationship with food. Even then I was mm-hmm. like, I restricted myself. I didn't, um, I didn't want to know about anything else. I was just on my program. This is it. Boom, 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 boom. I didn't indulge in anything. I didn't let myself mm-hmm. have anything else. It became very regimented mm-hmm. and strict mm-hmm. that when the time came, it was, you know, to, by two years in, my uh, we were going on a cruise, and my cousin's wedding were all within the same month. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to enjoy myself on the cruise. That's what I'll do." And I couldn't get out of that funk of not calling it a funk, but like I couldn't get out of that that period of like I want to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it because yeah. I went, it was almost like my food had no flavor. You know, it mm. was like I was just eat, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just eating to to eat because it was fuel. And then it was mm-hmm. like, now I'm on a cruise and I'm drinking and I'm eating and I'm having fun yeah. and the wedding. And how do I go back now to this? So what, yeah. you know, what we're all trying to find is that, that healthy balance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I yeah. that's what, like, you know, I guess when, when people hear intuitive eating and that kind of stuff, that's why I, I wanted to play devil's advocate a little bit. Because I don't think people do the research on either side. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of where you come in I, as, as a coach. And, uh, yeah, right.
1: Yeah. And I would say read the intuitive eating book by the people that wrote it. Like if someone's genuinely interested in it, right? Um, Evelyn, and I never pronounced her last name correctly, but it's T-R-I-B-O-L-E, okay? Um, And her co-author wrote intuitive eating. It's now in its fifth edition. Get the most recent edition. And if you're really interested, read it because – like any other phrase intuitive eating has been co-opted into mean a different billion different other million things right and there are other books that have the name and, and it can be really confusing um and i think if you go to the source and you read the intention of these two women that wrote the book originally and what they were talking about I mean, it's fascinating and it's chock full of science it's it's you know it's it's not just stuff off the top of their head we have got the studies and the science to back it up and it's it's really, really interesting, I think,
0: you know. Well, research is absolutely important no matter what you're doing. Uh, you know, yeah. as far as, you get, you know, no one just jumps into.
1: Absolutely. You're
0: going to go weight loss surgery. You got to do the research on it. You got to find yeah. out, like, you know, what the restrictions are going to be when you first have it to be healthy and what you got to, you know, vitamins and, and how you, you know, yeah. um, the food you take in and everything. And with anything, like, you know, before you do WW, I would recommend talking to people and, and reading up on things i mean because mm-hmm. if you jump into anything blindly you don't you're not really you know going to be successful with it. like i want i was thinking about keto um just to get myself like jump started maybe for a few months but the yeah. more i researched it the less i wanted to do it
1: because mm-hmm. i i mm-hmm.
0: you know things like the keto flu and to make sure you get a certain amount of, you know to me i i was already looking like i'm not going to be able to do not that i couldn't do it i could probably do it and i could be successful but in the long run, it would be more damaging than good
1: it didn't feel right for you yeah. it didn't,
0: didn't feel right for me at all no, and that's yeah. again the, and I'll say that's another reason why I have to have you on because like if anybody's stuck in any situation and they're like well wh- where do I turn to next Here's another option I mean it's just yeah, just because it's not what most people would you know conventionally do for weight loss, but I just said like you know right. by putting it the weight on the back burner, I think that's you know I'm looking you know I'm playing both sides of the thing here. Mm -hmm. I'm also seeing a side where like by not almost like forgetting about it, but just like focusing on other things that maybe are causing Mm -hmm. the weight gain, Mm -hmm. you will lose the, you will lose the weight. Is that like how the approach you take with that? You
1: can be, you can, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I always say to people, I don't know what's going to happen to your body. Right. We'll see what happens. Right. And, and it depends, you know, it's like, Like someone has high cholesterol, for example, and they're almost always told by their doctors to be more active. Great. Let's be more active. So how can we, you know, how can we be more active without counting calories, weighing after every workout, um, making sure we earn our meals for the day, right? Like, (laughs) How can we do this in a weight neutral way where you're still taking care of your body and you're fulfilling the need to be active? And doing it in a joyful, pleasurable, sustainable way. Because it's like, it's interesting what you said about when you lost weight a few years ago and how eventually that just became untenable. It was like the way you were doing it wasn't, it wasn't sustainable long-term, right? And so that's what I'm trying to get people to as well is what can we do that's beneficial for your health, for beneficial for your body, beneficial for your mental state that's actually sustainable long-term, right? So is walking around the block three times a week sustainable right now? Is it? They only, only the individual knows Yeah, maybe one time a week is only really going to be doable right now, right? Maybe six, three months from now, we'll do it five times a week. Maybe we'll up it to two blocks. Maybe we'll, you know, I don't know, depending on the schedule and the person's level of mobility and all of those things, we'll see what we can do together. But let's do it in doable bite-sized, ha, no pun intended, bite-sized pieces (laughs) That that you can keep doing it because I think we've all done that, like where you're not exercising at all, and then you're like, I'm gonna do boot camp five times a week, one hour every time. And then it's like, come on. Yeah, you know, how long is 75 that? Last? Hard.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There's the seventy five hard, which I actually thought about doing to get myself out of a funk. And I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a personal trainer, and he's like
1: I'm not familiar with this by the way, Se- five. Seventy five hard, hard is, is
0: a challenge. It's seventy-five days. Okay. Uh there's like no there's no cheat days. You have to be following okay. a diet program. You have to drink at least a gallon okay. of water a day. You have to read at least 10 pages of nonfiction uh, and two mm-hmm. workouts a day. One has to be outside at least 45 minutes each. And Interesting. Okay. It's it's hard. Yeah. I mean, that's as the name says. And I'm thinking about this. I'm like, okay, this is what I need to like get myself back in the routine. And my friend was like, how about you just try working out two times a week instead of two times a day? <laughs> like, you know, get let's get that going first before. And I yeah. actually, I made a program that's kind of, um, I'm, I guess for lack of a better word, an easier program, more, more mm-hmm. doable is what, doable. what I did yeah. that. It's not a setup for failure. I called it 75 on because it's like on yeah. track where it's 75 yeah. days and you have to follow any kind of a program and it could be anything, anything that, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you know, with as far as wellness and, and getting better, yeah. Whether it could be WW, it could be coaching. It could be anything. As long as you're following something. I kept mm-hmm. I kept the reading because I felt that was, you know, a way to just to work another cool. muscle. Yeah. Um I added complimenting yourself. Um just because okay. I think we're so negative w- w- with things like look in the mirror and say no, I'm 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 happy about this. Um yeah. I did one workout a day and I didn't give a time limit. I said if you move today, if if yeah. your workout is you're going to kick your if feet you in go. the air, as long as you're getting movement. Um and yeah. I and you know, it's it's still it's a, it's a challenging uh program. I kept a gallon of water. Of course, you should get your water in, but like, it, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I was like, and I said, when I did this, I'm like, if this is not what you want to do, create your own, do one on do one day on, like, you know, make mm-hmm. it, make it anything that works for you. And I, I did, I, I got injured and in, during my own challenge, which is kind of embarrassing, but my, my, I have a bad back to begin with. And you know, the yeah. working out every day wasn't really sustainable for me at that point. And you know, 30, <laughs> I made it like 36 days, and my, my bag wow. gave out and that was it. Like, you know, yeah. but I did it like, for, I don't look at it as a failure. And I know people that did 75 hard and did it for almost the same time. And they were like, I failed. And I was like, no, you didn't fail. I said for 35 yeah. days, yeah. you did this. I mean, it's just not, you know, some things aren't, it's hard. If anybody, I, anybody I see that does this the first time and gets through it. I, there's no way I believe them. Like I, I <laughs> it's, it's really hard to do. That's really hard. Unless you're like a super athlete yeah. to work out two times a day, 45 well, minutes each. Like,
1: where's your starting point, right? Like if you're yeah. already working out two times a day, 45 minutes, okay, then maybe you can yeah. and go do that. Great. But you're right. Like what is it? Like you said earlier, not setting yourself up for failure. You know, it's like I'll have clients where I'll be like, can you walk for five minutes this week? Can you do yoga for five minutes? They're like five minutes. What? <laughs> what's five minutes going to do? Who cares about five minutes? And I'm like, I hear you. But can you do that?
0: If you're not doing it. <laughs> can we
1: start? Yeah. Can yeah. we do that? Check it off and be like, hell yeah, I accomplished accomplish what I needed to do. And then maybe next week you do 10 or yeah. whatever. But like, let's start in a place where you're like, you're able to check it and you're able to say, I did it and you're being reasonable because then you're going to be able to do it for a much longer period. And I've noticed that too that when we especially with activity, when we take weight loss off the table for activity, we're much more likely to keep doing it. Yeah. Because we're like, wow, I'm sleeping better. I'm I have more energy. I'm getting stronger. I'm you know, you start seeing all the benefits of exercise and even if that scale hasn't moved, you're like, wow, look at all these other things that I've gained from being active. I want to keep getting that.
0: Absolutely, but if I, you're
1: watching the scale and you're going, "Oh my God, it's I, oh, I'm down point two. Okay, I'm up point 0.1. Yeah. Oh, this activity is not doing anything for me. You're more likely to give up."
0: Yeah, I had that. I had I had a plateau for about a year when I first hit 200 pounds down. It was it was about a year where I played with the same 10 pounds, and I'm sure. you know, yeah. but I was active and I still worked out and what it really hit me was, cause I was, I was down on myself. I was, it was at the point where I'm like, I was like really frustrated. And it was like, almost like, well, like, what am I doing? I mm-hmm. went to go buy pants and just went and got the same size that I was in. Cause that my weight hadn't really fluctuated. Right. They were way too big. And I had lost like, I would say almost another 10 pant sizes in the, in the year. And I, um, yeah. And I didn't realize, like you know, I was losing inches as you know, my body was getting smaller, even mm-hmm. though I was staying the same weight. And yeah. to me, that was like, you know, at some point, yes, you, you, I, I need to see the scale go down. You know, it, it's for my my own mindset, you know, mindset mm-hmm. and everything. But I think we also need to uh, kind of focus on those non-scale victories, and, and WW is doing that as well. Uh, they post every week a member with a non-scale victory. Actually, I, I did one. Um, they contacted me to do one because I. I talked would be more active with my nephews and my niece, and they had me film something with, with them, and That's um, cool. yeah, so it was. It, it's good that, that you know people are focusing on that as well, because and again, I not to keep harping on the, the pandemic that we're coming out of it now and everything, but that was, it was a year and a half of isolation. Um, yeah, uh, DoorDash and Uber Eats and all this stuff where food was literally a click away. Yeah, and I said mm-hmm. to my, I said you know, joking around a bunch of times on here, I'm like, it my prime. When I was like, you know, off the rails, I would have killed for like off my phone to just hit it and they just leave it at my door. They leave it at my door. I don't have to see anybody. Like I hit a button and here it is. I'll I get a notification on my phone that there's food outside and nobody knows. Like this is awesome. Like that's. You know, so I think in a way, like our our dreams came true as far as like our guilty pleasures. I was
1: that the other day, I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to open my door to a delivery driver again. Why have I been doing that for years? Yeah, and I, <laughs> I,
0: I I drove I drove Uber Eats for a little while, and I thought it was like great that I didn't have to see anybody. I just left it at the door. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have to deal with anybody and their issues with things. I mean, it was it was great. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I think it's it's it's, it's like that mm-hmm. whole thing, like you know. For me, a lot of the times, like I would go to, and I'm sure people, have, I would go to the fast food places, and order two drinks with my meal because it was supposed to be for two people. Mm-hmm. Or I, and I did this one time. I walked into a Taco Bell, and my, and I mm-hmm. ordered, and I pretended I was reading off a piece of paper. I'm like, "What does she want?" Mm-hmm. And I, I, I literally said that because, and this is a person. I, they don't care. I mean, that's the thing too. That hurts like, my heart. What? Yeah, because we're <laughs> we're worried about what this person thinks. He doesn't. care. He just mm-hmm. wants to. And just shit the Taco Bell and, and go smoke weed. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. care about, like, what I'm doing. And yeah. and I see people, like, when I tell people that, it's like, yeah, uh, I did it too. Like, we, we all did it. Um, mm-hmm. And getting out of that mindset, it was the hardest thing. And I think, like, you know, we, we I joked about it. But, like, you know, you have your phone. You know, here it is. I, I hit a button. And there's food outside my door and there's no accountability Mm -hmm. and there's, you know, I can get Mm -hmm. whatever I want because I I delivered and I believe me that people order some good stuff. Like I was kind of jealous of some of the orders, (laughs) Um, but like, you know, it's, I think we didn't know how long it was going to be for. And, you know, originally I said two weeks and I think people started, I think people were like, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take these two weeks and I'm going to have a party Mm -hmm. but then that brought me back to when I was my twenties and I had my party and I couldn't Mm -hmm. get out of it. And I, and that's what Mm -hmm. I think it was for a lot of people. Um, so I think what you're doing is great as far as like, you know, getting involved with like, you know, let's get in in tune with, with the feelings and everything. So where can people go to, to find your, your, your coaching and sign up for it and become a part of this?
1: Yeah. My website is not, Active right now because I've been procrastinating on redoing it. <laughs> my <laughs> M- mine too, by the way. <laughs> d- my, my website is Stephanie Roman.com. If you go there, you will see a page to says it's not it's down, and here's my email address. Okay. So you can always email me, um, which is me at Stephanie Roman.com. On Instagram, um, you can always DM me at S Roman Coaching or reach out to me there. Um I'm happy to answer questions. Like you don't have to sign on to a coaching package with me to talk to me. Like, (laughs) um, I'm more than happy to just field questions, concerns, complaints, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm pretty open when it comes to that stuff. It's like you said, you've got to, you know, it's, it's a different way of thinking than most people Mm -hmm. attack how to, how to feel in our bodies. And, um, can be a little weird at first. So I'm more than happy to chat with anyone who has questions about it or just wants to know more, or wants to play devil's advocate or, or anything.
0: <laughs> or anything. Well, <laughs> Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. This is absolutely awesome. And I hope Thanks one day I can, I can me. have you on again and we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about this.
1: Definitely. Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining me today. Thank you. Really enjoyed this podcast. Um, guys, check out Stephanie. SR Roman coaching uh, on Instagram. And again, like she said, you don't have to be on, uh, join up to to answer questions and, uh, in the DM, just go get some questions answered, find out more information about something different. We're all on the same journey. We're all looking to the same goal. That's being healthy overall and living a happy life. Uh, That's been episode 177 of the WWO Podcast. As always, the podcast is available at wwwpodcast.podbean.com as well as on iTunes. And while you're there, please don't forget to five-star rate and review. We are played in and out each week by Hollow and their single Something to Believe. You can find this song on iTunes. It's written by my best friend Nick. And while you're there, check out his new band Demon Scar. They're releasing new material each each month so check that out as well or you can go to demonscar.bandcamp.com long island only one place to go for your deli needs that's finn's deli 4646 merrick road in massapequa tell my brother mike you heard the plug on the show and then get yourself the best sandwich in the world the uncle cheese it's named after me what's better than that once again i want to thank everybody who joined this on facebook live as well as on instagram bonus episode wednesday Patreon.com slash WWO podcast. You can get the bonus episode there. Otherwise, I will talk to you Monday. Everybody have an awesome week. Have a good one.